This is Mainspring Family Wellness, where transformation takes root. This podcast is for parents pursuing both personal growth and family wellness. We will cover relevant topics that help us reflect, make educated choices, and parent effectively. My name is Kristen Perlmutter. I'm an educator, a philanthropist, and a mother of three who is passionate about personal growth and seeing families at their optimal wellness. And I'm Dr. Jenna Flowers, a marriage and family therapist, author of The Conscious Parent's Guide to Co-Parenting, speaker, and mother of three. Hi, welcome to Mainspring Family Wellness. We're so excited to be having a conversation today with Audrey Monkey and Sarah Kulhees, um via Zoom. And we're just here to talk about how to bring summer camp home um, because many camps, I think most summer camps have been canceled. And um, there's so many wonderful, amazing things that happen at summer camp. And we wanna have Sarah and Audrey offer some suggestions for how they can create that same, how parents can create that same environment or try to at home. Right. Thanks for being here, both of you. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, we're sorry to hear that your camps have been canceled for the summer, by the way, because we know it blesses so many families in, in our local area and beyond. Um, so what are your thoughts about making summer fun again right now? <laughs> well, I would start off by saying, because now for the first time in 22 years for me, longer for Audrey, I'm thinking about summer for my family. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so that's been a very personal question for me. And um, looking back, I- I've done some reflecting on when I was young, what was the gift of summer at the mm-hmm. time? And um, I landed in some of the same places for my kids. Um, our school years are rigorous for our children. And um, summer was a time and can again be a time to take the pressure off of achieving and striving. And can summer be a time where we exhale, where we um, look up and out a little bit more, where we do things for the fun of it, where there is structure and grounding, but also just that release of pressure and exploring who else we are. I think if parents kind of do a formal marking of, okay, summer's happening, let's talk about um, what else you need to fill your heart or your soul. For a little kiddo, you would, of course, use different words, but how can these next two to three months uh, refill what's been being emptied all school year? And I think we could land on some simple, not complicated ways to make it feel like summer. What Mm -hmm. do you think, Audrey? Yeah, I agree. That just made me feel good listening to you talk about that. <laughs> we I all agree. I had like, we all, yeah, we're all going to be okay. <laughs> well, and I think that, um, I think we need to show our kids and go first with this because it's been a very stressful time, even with not having the rigorous structure, it's been almost worse for parents having to try to manage this new, you know, pandemic, having kids home, their school, trying to work. It's been really stressful for parents too. And I know for most of us, we still need to work during the summer. So, you know, it's not maybe as much of an exhale for parents, but how can we build a little bit of that in? Um, I am a big proponent at this point of kind of demarking summer, like, okay, school's out. 
and sort of like the start of a camp session, can we regroup and have a little like get together and it's the first night campfire. What do we want out of this summer? What are some of the things we want to try? I love Sarah, you're talking about just is, can this be a time where we explore maybe some things that we haven't had time in past summers even to explore? So I, I hope we can all view this as it's, you know, it's, we would rather be at camp, like I would rather be at camp. I know you would too, Sarah. I'd rather be with all the kids and outside and all that. And I also see the opportunity for myself and for my kids to use this summer to maybe do some of those things that we haven't had time to do. So I think starting the summer with a little family meeting and just saying, hey guys, it's summer. <laughs> you know, we're done with the online school and you know, this stuff is canceled. You're not going to be able to do some of the things we normally do. You know, what are your, like, what have you been thinking about, you know, of like things that you've kind of wanted to try or, you know, they don't have to have any purpose. I guess that's the thing too. You don't have to learn a new language or whatever, but you know, have you thought about like, like I always think about gardening as an example. I know a lot of people have started that, but something like that could end up being like a fun family thing, even just like a little, one of those raised beds, like a small one or something. I think brainstorming as a family, maybe things that we each individually are interested in doing, and then possibly something that we could do as a family. And, um, and just start, again, not like we have to do all these things, but sort of like an idea list that maybe some, some fun things will come from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was even thinking like set days for the beach. You know, you just have like a Tuesday is the beach day. Mm -hmm. um, or and so many families during quarantine have now have pets. Mm. I don't know if you've, you know, been listening yeah. and hearing, but <laughs> yeah, <yourself. laughs> all, puppies are all puppies. The, are happening right and left. Yeah. So I'm sure there's something for families that have a new, a new puppy or new, a new pet that they can um, bring that into their summer routine as well. But I like what you said too about, I think that even though this is such a gift and um, so many ways, and um, there is a silver lining here. It is for somebody like me who needs a little structure. It is nice to create some sort of schedule, even with that, with those fun activities. And, you know, that might be something that some and, people need. Yeah. But kind of almost like a bucket list for families of like, what oh, does like everyone want to individually experience this summer? What is, what is possible? I mean, I was even thinking like, separate days. Something I have set up for my family is um, a day of river rafting, you know, mm -hmm. and then hopefully I'm hoping my fingers <laughs> crossed that we can go to one of the national parks to at least, you know, do some hiking mm -hmm. during the day or do something like that. Yeah. That's, those are being outside in nature, definitely high on my list, which actually I wanted to, that was one of my questions for both of you. It's just, you know, I think that's something that's one of the best parts about going away to sleepaway camp, especially where both of your camps are located and the beautiful um, mountains here in Nevada, is I, I feel like that's such a ma amazing experience for kids to be in nature and to, um, to get off of their devices and um, to just really, you know, immerse themselves and in, in the quiet and the peace of being in the mountains. And how do you get that if you're not at camp? How do you create that or find it? I, I think that um, 
you know, we're so fortunate where we live because there's beauty in nature not too far from our door. Um, mm -hmm. There are other um, towns, cities, states, places where it is actually hard to go find a natural growing flower or to see the stars. Um, but where most of us live, if we are thoughtful, we can get to a little piece of nature. And I think that um, sometimes we feel like it has to be this big thing and we overlook the simple things. Um, it's been a delight during um, the last few months to see so many families biking and walking in places where I haven't seen them before. Many more hikes, more walks on the beach. Um, but I think that even um, you don't have to be an expert and you don't have to be super confident to rent a VRBO or an Airbnb up in, you know, um, the local mountains and, and go for a few days and ask at the grocery store, what are the best family hikes for kids my age, my kids age? And, um, you know, get out there and, and just see. I think... Um, uh, stargazing is really a blast, you know, stay up a little bit late one night and pack some hot chocolate in your car and go out to a place where there's not a lot of street lights. And there's some great apps where that'll show you where the constellations are. Again, you don't have to be the expert, but you can help your kiddos look into the sky and say, look, there's that and there's that. And man, maybe you'll see a satellite or a shooting star. Wouldn't that be a blast? Um, I think that um, even things like gardening, we were talking about, you know, that is nature. Yeah. And um, I was brainstorming with a friend this week who has elementary school kids who um, are not going to get to go to camp. And there was a lot of sadness. And so we were talking about this very thing. What can we grow at home? What can we watch over the course of its lifetime? And, you know, those butterfly kits that a lot of times elementary schools do, you can butterfly kit in your own home. Yeah. They send you those little caterpillars and you can watch them grow. Um, we've spent more time um, watching for wildlife behind our house. There's a hill behind our house. And usually mm -hmm. we're racing around, but we have seen this bobcat that comes often. And um, so I think there are some close by places um, or, or as you're driving up the coast, perhaps to see grandma in Monterey, stop a few places, read the plaques along the, you know, the coastal drive, get curious, um, have each child uh, learn about one of the, you know, the dunes or the plants or the, um, the sea lions in that area and share that with the family. I think we can do smaller things, but to log more minutes outside. Um, I would also add that um, one of the um, ways we take great advantage of nature when we're at camp is we actually debrief about it. Mm -hmm. to, to stop and say, how did that feel on that backpack trip to get to the peak and be able to see so much? What time in your life have you seen things like that? Or, wow, when you see those stars, um, how does that make you feel? And um, what have been other times that you felt that way? Does that feel empowering? Does that feel scary? Does that feel um, like you're loved? What does that feel like? What does it mean to take care of this, these places that are beautiful? And I think having the discussion around and even helping a young child reflect on how nature impacts them, um, helps them feel more confident out there and also helps them want to be out there again. I've had campers often say, I get it now. And I'll mm -hmm. have to say, well, what is it that you get? Yeah. And they'll share deep things. I get that I'm part of something bigger than myself. 
I get why we're supposed to take care of it. I get that I'm not the center of the universe. To have a 12-year-old say, I get that I'm not the center of the universe, I did a little dance. And um, That is every penny. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Come back here again. Um, so anyway, some of those questions, again, if we're not going too fast, um, you know, and, and um, what do you see out there on the horizon? Anyway, I, I think we can do a little bit. It does involve slowing down and doing a little planning and being a little thoughtful, but it's not far from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like this can be the summer of the road trip again. You yeah. know, like that, that was the majority of vacations that we took as, as, as a kid, like Me too. road trips. Yep. And I love road trips. And I, I love to see uh, road trips without uh, screen time because I've noticed that we've kind of fallen into that trap of when, when, you, when we do take a road trip that the screen time comes out in the car. But I wonder if that's part of why we, as you know, for our generation of having more patience, more uh, attention span, that we weren't needing constant entertainment. Yeah. And I think too, for so many parents, they get anxious about summer because they're like, I gotta entertain my kids. Like, what do I, how do I do that? Do you guys have any suggestions about that? Like, how do we not fall into that trap and really empower our kids to take, take summer for themselves? Yeah. Oh, for yeah. I mean, it's so funny. I, even when you were talking, Jenna, about like every Tuesday being beach day, I get kind of like, whenever I try to get really lofty goals for things, I always like end up like falling short, you know, like that every Tuesday we're going to the beach. So one thing that I think we all need to do is just kind of lower the bar. And maybe it's just that we as a family decide that we're going to spend an hour outside every day. And I mean, that could be sitting on your front porch. Um, like Sarah said, I mean, I'm finding that just sitting out in my backyard and just listening and kind of enjoying the, you know, the, the air and the breeze and that even that is enough. Like it doesn't even have to require getting in your car. So one thing I want to just encourage people is don't make, give yourself more work if you're already feeling overwhelmed but do make it like that getting outside is part of your well-being and maybe make it more of a like we're all doing this and it doesn't have to be at the same time and i kind of think that instead of and depending on the kids ages young kids obviously need real structure and like this is when we're having breakfast and this is when we're doing anything but with older kids like you can kind of let them have more of the autonomy and just say to them hey so it's summer some of the stuff that we're going to be doing just to keep ourselves healthy and well is, you know, we're going to get outside some, we're going to get some exercise. We're going to eat however many meals you decide, or whatever. Yeah. like, like people have different family rules, but like, you know, we're going to drink a little water, you know, we're going to do whatever it is. Um, so kind of set that minimum thing, like, and, and make it more of like, these are your responsibilities every day. Um, at camp, you know, we just have things like, you know, before we start our activities, we clean up our cabin and we brush our teeth and we, you know, put on our sunscreen. There's just like this kind of like checklist thing. Yeah. So I kind of think that that's one thing parents can think of if they're not real structured and don't want to be like a camp director every day. Right. Instead be thinking, okay, what are the things that... I, for our values and our family are going to be sort of the non-negotiables and kind of get that little list and at your meeting or at some point, put it on the wall. Hey, summer at the, your family's name house. You know, yeah. this is what it looks I love like. that. 
I love that too. I don't know. So I think that was one of the things like even, um, I mean, I just, I mean, I think I, you know, maybe road trips, some people can't go on road trips based on where they are and with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying there might be a spike. So who knows where we're going to be able to go or what's going to be allowed. But whatever it is, you can still within your own family have these little things. And I love Sarah's debrief idea too. Yeah. I think that that's a big way we can exhale whatever we end up doing mm-hmm. is. So how did today go? Mm-hmm. You know, just simple, simple connection things that we can do that that's a big part of camp that, that I think the kids really appreciate is that we are so intentional about gathering and sharing and connecting every single day mm-hmm. and in our families that sometimes gets neglected by Mm -hmm. the kind of business and busyness. So, you know, we can be together, but not really connecting. And I I think summer, if there's, you know, if you just add in that sort of, we're going to be sure to do something together every day. I know Sarah's family put in this really nice, like they have a pizza oven in their backyard and this, now you're going to get to be there this summer with your, with your things for the first time. Um, You know, And it's a, it just kind of like for us, I mean, I think Sarah and I are kind of weird in that our summers have been our busiest times forever um, in a great way. We love our busy summers, but so I'm rediscovering too, like these books that I want to read and, Mm -hmm. you know, how, um, you know, what we're, what we're going to be doing. And so I've just really enjoyed during this whole season, just really long family dinners. Yeah. You know, sharing, um, hanging out together, you know, just, I mean, my kids are older, but we just, um, I think we need to just embrace the simple, you know, might be back to the, back to the basics kind of. Yeah. Back to the way it was when, when we were kids. And I also think too, that we worry so much about our kids being bored, but maybe it's not so bad for kids to be bored and to figure it out. Right. Like, you know, my sister and I would my sisters and I would make up games when we were kids in the backyard. I mean, I don't see my kids doing that as much because there's constantly some sort of activity for them to mm-hmm. get to. So I think there's some really great um, little nuggets to get from just being bored <laughs> and having to entertain yourself, right? What do you suggest for parents, though, that need a bit of a break during the summer? Yeah. I mean, I think when we've talked to other parents during this quarantine season, working at home, teaching the kids at the same time, maintaining the house. All of this has just been such a, um, a ball of stress for, I mean, I don't really know that many parents that feel like they've, they can honestly say they've done it well. I know for myself, I didn't. I mean, this has probably been one of the most stressful times in my parenting, um, this quarantine. So what do you suggest when it comes to summertime with making sure that parents are getting their self-care in and and getting a little solitude? Yeah. I want to say, first of all, I think that's super essential now that online school is passed. I mean, there are some children that are doing some some summer school, but I think think we've got to do some self-care because we don't know what the fall is going to look like. And um, so I think parents need to prioritize it. I think it's um, just fine no matter what age your child is to help uh, your kids understand that mom needs this and dad needs this. And, and even talking with them, so how can you help me have my special time um, and I will help you have your special time. So kind of get their um, 
participation and support of it. It's a great way to learn that, oh, mommy's a human too. You know, sometimes I, <laughs> I forgot that for many years when I was young. Yeah. Um, I think there are a couple ways that um, I've, um, we've been brainstorming. Um, and one is to, um, you know, as we go into the summer, um, families are, um, some are lifting their quarantine rules a lot. Some less so depending on um, their family, you know, situation, underlying health challenges, grandparents living there. Um, but to choose another family or two, maybe it's cousins, um, who is um, a, a quarantine family with you, and then really swapping the childcare. Hey, um, you know, Thursdays, um, uh, we're all going to the Smiths and you guys get to hang out there. Um, Dad and I are going to do some work and, and, um, you know, get a, a walk at the beach in. And then on Wednesdays, they're coming to our house, you know, some of that parent swap. Um, also, uh, we've been getting lots of calls. There's a lot of college students who lost their jobs this summer. Their internships went away, their camp went away. Um, and so there are some very fantastic young adults who um, are looking for some work. And mm -hmm. to, again, if you pick a consistent and um, young adult who understands your level of caution and concern and also is willing to guard their own health through the summer, you can have a consistent um, home camp or meet at the park um, every Wednesday for three hours um, with jackpot and we're going to play games outside, you know, that might be a way. Um, it's a win-win for that young adult, for your kids, for sure. And then for you and your partner, hopefully to have some downtime, but it does need to be prioritized. I, I love what you said earlier in our discussion that that pressure we sometimes feel that we have to entertain our kids. We actually really, really, truly don't. And we need to forgive ourselves and relieve ourselves of that pressure. If we're always entertaining them, their imagination does not uh, develop. Um, and they forget that they're supposed to be contributing to their own development too. So how can you uh, develop, you know, develop, um, you can do more chores, you can be more independent, you're in charge of getting your own breakfast now. In fact, I put all of the things you like for breakfast on the bottom shelf, and you can reach those. And so now breakfast is in you know, is, is on you. What a great little bit of independence for a little human. So um, those would be some suggestions. It's still going to be challenging, you know, and parenting partners can spot each other. Um, it's not going to feel the same as if your child was away for two weeks at camp. Right, right. Yeah. Well, there's also so many fears and anxieties right now for our children and camp can be such a place of refuge and peace from the noise of worry that just so many children experience in their day-to-day -day lives. What's your advice for parents on how to create calm environments for their families? I, I've really enjoyed lately. Um, Tina Payne Bryson, if you follow her, she yeah. has a whole um, thing about talking to kids, like giving um, safety messaging instead of fear messaging. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of kids right now who are actually fearful about going back out because they have in internalized that the world is dangerous. This this virus is everywhere, and you know, rightly, like we've been so careful. I think we need to make sure that we're giving um, the safety message. Like we're doing this to to stay safe and healthy, but it's not. We're not going to like. Ex even though if we're feeling it, we have to be careful about how we communicate with our kids about that. So I think that's one thing. Really validating their feelings. 
I think too, I just want to comment on the other uh, last thing. There's a chapter in my book, um, kids are more capable than we think they are. And when you think back to when you were your kid's age, mm -hmm. there are things that I'm guessing you did that they are not doing. Yes. And while it's a slow process, I think um, parents can't sustain the level of doing for our kids what they need to start doing for themselves. And this is the like one of those breaking points where parents really need to realize that like when kids come to camp and we say to them, you're responsible for your own stuff. You're right. responsible for helping clean this cabin. You're going to be the leader of our group today. You know, we need to do that as parents at home and just say, like Sarah said, say, hey, you know what? Even just sharing with them, I have a big work project that's coming up that's due at the end of this week. I need your help. What are some of the things that you can do this week? Could you do dinner? You know, I know you've learned how to make mac and cheese. We could have mac and cheese and chicken tenders, whatever. Even very small kids would love the opportunity to be in charge of dinner for you know Wednesday evening because mom has a project. So let them do things. I mean, that's just, you know, they can do it. There's, I mean, there's so many things that they can do. And when they're younger, they love learning how to do these things. It is harder when you have a teenager who hasn't been doing things to then say, I need you to start doing things, but you need to have that conversation too. I actually have the wording in my book of what to say. And it's basically like, you know, I've realized that I have done you a disservice by doing these things for so long when you are a fully capable human and could be doing these things yourself. So we're changing some things around here. Here's, here's all the household things that I do. By the time you're 18, you need to be able to do all these things. Which ones do you want to learn first? That's such I mean, good advice. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm so challenged right now by what you're sharing, and I love it. I'm making a list. Like, you're right. Why, why couldn't I just say to my 12 and 8-year-old, you guys are in charge of dinner tonight. Yeah. There's like bagged salad, and there's this, and let's see what you come up with. I love that, and I think that would be such a great, you know, project in some ways, like over the summer of creating more autonomy. Yep. You know? Very empowering for them. They love, honestly, people love it. And it, especially if you're not breathing down their neck, even an eight-year-old is safe in the kitchen, to be honest. Like I'm sure they, you know, they know, and especially with a 12-year-old helping. So, and the other thing I just was laughing, do you remember when we were kids where it was basically like, shut the door? No, you can't watch TV anymore. The door is shut. Don't come back. Yeah. And whether that's in your backyard or whatever, go be bored. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. If they're, if they're old enough, and especially if you're in a safe neighborhood and they can be on their bike or whatever, just, yeah. I think just, you don't have to entertain them. We called it, we call it independent play. It was like, even when my kids were little, I'm like, it's independent play time. Go find something to do. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I mean, that right. is, that's Mom, where you, yeah. And that's where you could learn your imagination. And then you just pair that with, there is a time where I'm giving you my full attention I think mm -hmm. our kids are used to getting our scattered, partial attention a lot. And with everyone home, I think we've been trying to work and give our kids attention and look at their school stuff and do our job. But it's just been a, this whole mess. Instead, be really intentional. Say, hey, this is our time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to let's let's have breakfast together today. I really want to hear what's going on with you and how I can help you 
find some hobbies this summer, whatever. And then after that, I'm going to go work now, unless it's an emergency, you're on your own. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such good information for, for me, especially. And I know for so many other people. <laughs> yeah. So helpful. I, I just think we're really touching on some key values that just naturally happen at camp, but honestly, like we should be implementing this right now at home anyway. Yeah. Like camp should not be the excuse right. to see our kids become more capable. <laughs> right. It's true. Right. We can, we can do create our own camp like environment. So I'm kind of curious, what do you uh, to see as the silver linings during the pandemic um, and in which life changes and, and that help to um, create more, um, I don't think I'm saying it right, but like, what do you kind of see as the several silver what, linings what for the pandemic for you folks with your families? Um, I, um, that it, it has been a really, really challenging time. And sometimes that has overshadowed, um, especially with, you know, our, our camps and, and, you know, forecasting, are we going to be able to, you know, hold them this summer? But even during the really stressful days, it was so evident to me that the slowing down and the time to connect as a family was this enormous gift. Um, I had one home from college, uh, one stayed at college, and then I have a high schooler as well. But those long, slow dinners are my favorite thing. Um, worth making a little more complicated meal to have them working with me. And then, you know, we eat slow and talk and laugh and, and sometimes not laugh. We've had some really interesting conversations about race relations and um, just some uh, some conversations that I don't know if we would have had if we'd been running. So the slowing down and, um, and those conversations have been awesome. I think um, we have picked just a couple things um, uh, to do as a whole family, even with both my husband and I working and the kids on online school. Um, one thing we chose is as a family to uh, travel the entire Marvel Universe movie series. So 24 movies. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it was amazing. We did it in like 36 days. And um, uh, my son, Jake is a film and TV major in um, New York, actually, and he was our guide. <laughs> That's and great. I, I forever now will appreciate, um, you know, Thor and the Hulk um, because of what we did as a family. We learned together and we laughed together. And so some of those, um, we made memories in those ways. Um, I think also I slowed down and I got to be a different kind of parent and a different kind of boss. Um, you'll have to ask my husband if I was a different kind of wife. I don't know, I hope I was. Um, but actually Audrey and I um, are reading a book together called The Unhurried Leader. We have our own little book club about when I'm not racing and I'm not basing my decisions on fear and scarcity and stress. If I, um, you know, how can I lead in a more whole, um, wholehearted, um, thoughtful way. And so I think one of the silver linings is just my own growth and learning, which so then impacts our families. Mm -hmm. And so it's been fun to encourage other families as well that you have, you know, we have not done this perfectly, but you know what? Um, your kids have seen more of you 
And that's the best gift. They've connected more with you. They've seen more of you. You've been more authentic. Um, back to Tina Payne Bryson, she talks about um, communicating um, uh, that you're safe, that you're seen, um, that's here to soothe you. And then that security comes. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that just came through the flow of life these last several weeks. And some of those things I want to hang on to moving forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, I actually, it's so interesting because I've had this opportunity to collaborate with this, these incredible parenting speakers and, you know, Madeline Levine, you know, yeah. Dr. Madeline Levine. And um, I, she was like, she called me to chat about summer. I was like, oh, hi, I'll talk to you about summer. But she was saying how this is changing what she will do after it's over. Like even she has been, you know, traveling a ton to speak at all these places. And I think that this is kind of like a reset for our country, our, you know, world, our communities, our families, and ourselves. And I think that's the silver lining that if we choose to, can can help us. Um, like Sarah said, I mean, especially in the camp industry, this has been, to be honest, financially devastating. Yeah. It is difficult and very challenging for us to keep our year-round staff on, on payroll. Um, there are many camp owners who have taken out second mortgages on their homes to keep their bills paid until next summer. So it is not a, like Sarah and I, you know, you're, you're like, we're, we are experiencing the same kinds of real um, struggles and negative impacts of this, you know, so um, not to gloss over the, <laughs> the challenge, we would much prefer to not be in a pandemic and not have this going on. However, at the same time, it's a really good opportunity for us all to realize that we have absolutely zero control over, <laughs> yeah. over, over anything. And so we may as well, like being anxious about it and dwelling on all of the negative aspects of this time is not going to help us or our children get through it with the resilience we need to, to move on. So I think that's, to me, the silver lining is that we're, we're all going to learn about ourselves. And like, like Sarah said, hopefully slow down enough to regroup so that when things reopen, whenever that is, which it's kind of a long way off still, how will we re-enter? Will we re-enter in a way that our children's anxiety and depression will not keep skyrocketing higher and higher? Will we re-enter in a way that we will stay connected better with our families? Will we re-enter in a way that we're going to be more aware of those in our family, our greater human family, who need to be treated better? You know, I mean, even like is the op one of the opportunities is we are now slowed down enough to not ignore some of the things that have been going on for a long time and that is, I think, you know, when we look back on this, will be a silver lining of this. Did yeah. it really take us to be in a pandemic and stuck at home to start opening our hearts to the fact that, especially like, you know, we have been kind of blinding ourselves to a lot of things that have been happening right under our noses. Yeah. 
even with our good friends, like even with friends. I, I on my podcast, I interviewed um, uh, a woman who's worked for who was a camper and worked for us, and um, because she volunteered to share about race stuff, and she just said that you know even with her very good friends, people haven't asked her, mm-hmm. and so just opening the conversation with people we love to start with and then wider. So I don't know. I, I see, I do see silver linings in this, in this time, but they're going to be, it's going to be a long journey, right? We're not, this is not anywhere close to being over. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank, this has been Great. such an amazing conversation. You both have such wisdom and um, great ideas and expertise that you've shared with with so many families. And Audrey, too, I just wanted to plug your book a little because it has been such a helpful resource for me. And I think this would be a perfect time for parents to dive into your book and- Happy Campers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well titled Happy Campers. And hopefully we can create some happy campers and happy homes um, away from camp this summer at our own homes. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having us. Really fun being with you. You too.